How do you know when you sit down at the table to eat dinner that you're eating healthy? Now, everybody's version of healthy is different, but I love, love, love what Jane has to teach us today. Five rules for creating a healthy plate. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But don't get overwhelmed. I'll teach you exactly what I did to implement her steps at the end. Are you ready? Here's how to make every single meal healthy, approved by Jane, with five simple rules. All right, guys, today on Beyond the Diagnosis with me, Dr. Kylie, we have Jane Waslow. Is that how you say your last name? Yes, I should ask. Yeah, Waslow. William. Go, go with Williams. Because okay. That actually, that is my. Um, my business name in Wazaloo in English is actually Williams and people can pronounce it a lot easier. <laughs> All right. Jane Williams. She is a certified integrative health and nutrition expert. And today she's going to talk to us about what to eat to help relieve those heavy, painful periods um, because a lot of people have them and know they're not normal. So a little bit more about her. She's suffered for many years with gut and stress related issues. Jane empowered herself to learn everything she could to get healthy and in turn has made her life's work to help others do the same. She now helps her clients improve their health in a clear-cut, attainable approach by gradually introducing healthy eating habits and living practices specific to their body and lifestyle. Most importantly, she works with each client to create a personalized plan of action that supports both their short and long-term goals. In addition, Jane is a business coach mentoring wellness practitioners on how to grow their business. Hey, I'm about to do the same. Cool. Awesome. Jane, so let's talk, Jane. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, you know, my story, that brief little segment doesn't really cover the part of my life that I'm here talking about today. I guess I need to kind of put that in there. But part of my story with gut health has been painful, heavy, irregular periods, pretty much my entire productive life. And just for point of reference, I'm 45 now. And so, you know, just the many years that I've been dealing with that, since we're talking about that today and the correlation that I have come to realize through my struggles with, you know, my periods has been completely eye-opening. And that is one of the reasons I seem to attract women who are in that, you know, that scope that are dealing with heavy periods that have gut issues. And I don't know about you and seeing in your practice, but if anything, it's been such an eye-opening experience, not just from my point of view and my experience, but truly just in talking with women that, People come thinking, okay, I just have heavy periods. I've got PCOS. I've got, you know, uh, endometriosis, whatever it is, infertility. But then we start to dial in, you know, we start to really look at the individual and we see that there's a correlation going on. There's more than meets the eye. And typically we have to start to focus on the gut. That's where we start first. And then we kind of build off from there. Obviously, you're looking at labs. Obviously, you know, you're looking at nutrition and all of those pieces. But it's not just that I have one thing going on. It's typically a correlation. And that's where, you know, the fundamental piece, really diving in and um, taking a look 
at what we need to do to make those changes nutritionally, lifestyle-wise, stress-wise, all of those pieces that factor into helping someone to work through it. So that is part of my journey as well. And just so you're aware, March is Endometriosis Awareness Month where you're going to have a lot of people saying, speak endo. And I always say, let's not just speak endo, let's heal it. Mm, Because it can be conquered. And many people are like, well, how do I just manage this? We're not talking about managing this here. We're talking about what do you need to do to make it so your next period doesn't suck as bad as your last one. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm someone that, again suffered for a very long time with painful periods and heavy periods. Now, I have never been diagnosed with endometriosis, FYI. All of my ultrasounds that I've had done, and I've had many done, have never indicated that I have endometriosis. And I've had pretty extensive between infertility and, again, all of these crazy periods. I've had a lot done. However, I'm kind of one of those people, and I'm sure you have, you know, listeners that kind of fall into this category for that sure. we have, we check a lot of the boxes for certain things for endometriosis. We may not completely fit the bill, you know, fit the entire profile, but we have a lot of things going on. So when I, you know, when I was first dealing with this and in pain and dealing with with all kinds of issues, one of the things that I really had to start to focus on was my gut health. And that stemmed around what I was eating, what I was choosing to put in my body every single day, what my plate looked like. And let's just say I had a sad diet. And for those that know the sad story, it's, you know, the standard American diet. That's what I, how I grew up. No fault to my mom. I was a single family household. My mom worked a lot. I was in charge of really feeding myself. And I didn't make good choices. And back then, nobody was really talking about gut health like we are now. And the nutritional research coming out around the microbiome and bacteria and just how it all all correlates and interconnecting our systems, right? We never really talked about that before. So for me, it was number one, taking care of my nutrition. And that changed like massively the amount of pain that I was enduring during my cycles and really dialing into, okay, what does my plate look like, right? What's on my plate? And am I getting enough of those really important antioxidants, those polyphenols, right? The colors of the rainbow, all of those important micronutrients and all those important vitamins that are so important that we don't even realize how important they are for the process of our body during the course of our cycle month. And changing my diet, getting the processed sugar out, and again, those dealing with you know inflammatory response in the body, it, we have to look at things like sugar, processed foods. All of those things are really important for people. And I was a sugar-aholic. I really, like I was addicted to sugar. And that was causing a lot of the issues around my cycles, why I was just not only bleeding so heavy, but why I had so much pain. Now I was able to dial down the amount of pain in my cycle just by changing my diet, but it took some time, you know, and I was doing it on my own at the time. And I didn't know much around the idea of nutrition. It wasn't until I went back to school that I truly learned. And even in the past five years, when gut health is really coming to focus, that I learned just how important that is. 
and now being in my 40s, being considered premenopausal, how, again, important that is because now with all of the fluctuations in hormones, right, as we move into that perimenopausal, menopausal piece in our life, right, which, which we hope won't happen until a little bit later. We want to keep that flow, that's those hormones going for as long as we possibly can. But how important it is to continue to eat that way. So even more important. So if you were to give, when you're talking about food and what's on your plate in regards yeah. to heavy, painful periods, whether you want to call it endometriosis or not, what would be like the first three steps that somebody okay. could say, okay, that's going to help my hormones so I don't have so, so much pain the next go around? All right. So this is actually, I am so passionate about a plate and what it looks like that I actually created a light nutritional structure program for everybody that comes to see me. It's actually called the Fundamental Five. This is what I- that on I, your Facebook. I was looking through you, it. You did. Okay. Uh -huh. So I named it, but I've been teaching it for years and years and years. But I decided, you know, it's much easier for all of us to kind of wrap our head around this idea of five things that are super simple to remember when we're designing every plate that we eat. And if you eat this way, you know, not only are we talking blood sugar balance, gut health, obviously, you know, our hormonal health, which is what we're talking about here today. Energy. Oh, a lot of women are like, I could use some more energy. Energy. Yes. Uh -huh. So important. All of those pieces come into alignment. And when we hit that point where we're actually feeling satiated and good, we don't need those bridge snacks. We don't need those snacks in the middle of our day because we've got what we need on our plate. Sometimes we do, depending upon how much energy we're expending, right? But many times we don't. And then that's an, that tells you right there that you're getting what you need. So fundamental five, what is it? Protein, a healthy protein, fat, a healthy fat, fiber, so important, greens, and spices, superfoods, spices. And we can talk, we can break this down a little bit more. So I have learned not just through healing my own gut, you know, my own hormonal journey, but by hundreds and hundreds of clients and women that I have worked with, and even some men who are dealing with various issues, how important it is to have that fundamental five on every single plate. And this is something obviously a lot of us, you know, we're always talking about what a healthy plate looks like. And I have over the years been guided by so many different physicians who have said, you want to eat this, you want to go vegetarian, you want to go high protein, that will help your periods. It's It was so overwhelming. And I went, okay, there's got to be a balance here somewhere because all of this is not working for me. I'm not good personally, as just a vegetarian, but I love to be plant-focused, right? I'm not good being a high-protein person. It's too much protein for me, right? I need more plants on my plate. So taking that basic fundamental piece, that fundamental structure, and helping people to design what their plate looks like, because everyone is different, even if you have endometriosis, like you know, millions of other people, millions of other women, you still need something different. There's other things going on that require you to need something different on your plate, right? Maybe it's the, the structure is there, but you need different foods that serve your body. So healthy, making sure that you've got that protein, four to six ounces of protein on your plate. If it's animal protein, if it is animal protein, you want to make sure that it's grass-fed, it's pasture-raised, right? That you're getting 
as healthy as possible. And we're so fortunate now that there's so many companies online that you can you can get it cheaper, right? You can order it. It's shipped to your home. You know where it's coming from. They're animal centric. They're, you know, they practice regenerative farming practices where they turn over the soil. They're utilizing all the nutrients in the soil, which is really important. We need those nutrients. So, you know, again, you're getting really good stuff versus, you know, just going, oh, what am I going to eat today? And there's, there's obviously you can shop around too, which is really important for people. And given that we're in a pandemic, that's even more of the reason why it's important. But definitely, so that is an important piece that we're getting healthy protein, or if it's, you know, vegetarian protein, making sure you're doing legumes, but not too many legumes. If you are doing legumes, you want to make sure that you're pairing it with a healthy fat. That's why it's important to have that piece on there. It's going to help satiate you, right? We want to make sure that we don't overdo it too um, on the lectin side. So that's important as well too, but you've got the vegetarian protein. So then you want to make sure you've got healthy fats on your plate. And healthy fats are constituted from, you know, seeds, nuts, even, you know, a fatty salmon has high in omega-6s also has that piece around it with being a healthy fat, right? We need to make sure that we have that olive oil, coconut oil, things like that, good, healthy, saturated fats that don't raise your LDLs. So we're looking at that as well. So then you've got fiber. Now, especially for women who deal with heavy periods, with PCOS, any type of hormonal piece, fiber is so important. I can't stress that enough. Fiber, fiber, fiber all day. And if anything, I have you know women who come to me and they're like, I just feel so burdensome to include so much fiber. And I just, I'm overwhelmed with how much fiber I need. Well, I think that we don't realize how easy it is to just put some greens on our plate, right? We're getting the chlorophyll. We're getting all of those yummy and vitamin and nutrient sources, and we're getting that fiber. We need soluble fiber and insoluble fiber for our gut health, right? That prebiotic fiber. You're making me have flashbacks to my bachelor's degree. That was in nutrition. I haven't talked about insoluble and soluble fiber in a very long time. Oh, it's great. It's so important. And these are pieces that we don't think about. But when you put it on your plate, right? The seeds, the nuts, the oils, all of those pieces. And we don't need a ton of them. I'm not telling you to go overboard, but we do need a bit of it at every single meal. There's this piece around the idea of, and this is so important to to know, having a synergistic effect. Food has a synergistic and should have a synergistic effect in the body, right? So what foods we pair together will help us to better digest, will help us to better fuel our bodies, will help us to better satiate ourselves, stay those hunger cues, right? To stay full longer. So by pairing those healthy fats and those lean proteins and that fiber, you're accomplishing all of that. But when we remove a piece of that, we're not getting a part of that necessary mechanism. If we forget the fats, if we forget the protein, what happens is we go on a roller coaster, right? Our sugar, our hormones, all of a sudden, this is what we're doing all day. And then we're dealing with cravings. And before you know it, We're eating sugar, we're eating processed foods because we are just reaching for stuff. And that affects our hormonal health, that affects our cycles. And even if you think, well, you know, it's the beginning of my cycle, it's not gonna affect it. I've got 14 days till I start to bleed, whatever it is, right? You're really setting yourself up. And we need to start to recognize that. That's why it's about 
consistency over perfection. Now, everybody needs a, a fun day. Everybody needs to enjoy life, enjoy yeah, the, food. The 80-20 rule is what I call it. The 80-20 the rule. Some people even like to get stricter and say the 90-10, whatever works best for you. But if you're doing 80-20, if you're making sure that you've got that piece on your plate, you're doing well. So we've got the healthy fats. We've got the fiber. We've got vegetables. So incredibly important to make sure that we've got not just when we say variety, but we've got color because all of those colors contain different phytochemicals, phytonutrients that our body needs. Those feed your gut microbes and different types of microbes require different types of food. We don't recognize that either, but we're learning that. Again, nutrition science being such a young science in that respect, what we're learning about gut microbes. So we need to make sure that we're getting those colors in, not just for the nutrients or the micronutrients and the vitamins, but the colors so that we're feeding that those different microbes that are helping with serotonin and dopamine levels in our gut, which we know 90% of serotonin, approximately 70% of dopamine are actually created in our gut, right? We know that there is a brain-gut connection. Again, this is all interconnected with our hormone response in our body as well. So it's really important that we're feeding all of those. And when I think about that brain-gut connection, I think of like a super information highway, right? We need to make sure... I, I see bright lights, things moving, flowing. Now, if we don't take care of our nutritional plate, if we're not making sure that our body is getting all of those nutrients, there's going to be a big traffic jam going that's happening continually between that brain-gut connection, right? Vagus nervous part of that. That traffic so, jam could also be known as brain fog. Brain fog, mm-hmm. stress. And what happens when we get into that phase? Our cortisol levels go up right? Even when we wake up in the morning, cortisol levels are higher. Those are That's an inflammatory response happening in your body. It's important that we're working to dial those down. You do that by what you're putting on your plate, how you're moving your body. That's really important too. Movement is incredibly important for women who are dealing with a lot of hormonal pieces, with a lot of bleeding issues. So that's important too. Mindfulness, That's another component, right? What are you doing to lower your stress levels? So that is really important. Then the last piece of the plate is spices and superfoods. I love spices. Spices are superfoods. And we are learning, again, nutrition science. There's a lot of clinical data coming out on it. Just how important that synergistic piece is with spices. Things like cinnamon, ginger, turmeric peppers, different kinds of peppers, even putting those spices together on your plate create a synergistic effect, right? So that synergistic effect not only helps to satiate you, but it will work with different processes in your body. It will help with different mechanics in your body. And that is something that we know is true. We've seen the clinical data around it. So I encourage people to spice it up a bit. It doesn't have to be spicy in the word of hot, but to put different flavor texture on your plate so that you have that and that why that's important in the body. So that is in essence what a fundamental five plate looks like. And it's pretty simple. I know I did a lot of talking around each of them, which people kind of go, but if you go to my website, I've totally broken it down. When I design meals, I design them around that fundamental five plate. So I make it really simple. And once you kind of get it down, it's really easy to just incorporate because then you've got the tools that you need in your toolkit to be able to do it. 
I'm curious just from when I'm building a plate, I love that concept. What is your main source of fiber? Mm, vegetables, sometimes fruit, but not too many. I usually do low glycemic fruit. Again, for women that are dealing with hormonal things, PCOS, endometriosis. Blood sugar component to it. We've got to watch our blood sugar. Yeah, that's really important. And that obviously, you know, ties into gut health as well. Um, and uh, of course, greens. I love greens. I put greens in my smoothie. I put um, you'll see if you follow me on Instagram, I always am shooting pictures of my plate with, you know, greens on my plate. I always include greens. Um, if I'm, you know, anywhere I possibly can get some greens in, if it's Swiss chard and I'm going to saute a little Swiss chard or a little dino kale or whatever it is, I'm sticking it in a stir fry or, you know, I'm putting it with some sauteed vegetables or, you know, I've got some raw veggies on there. And I recognize that, you know, not always depending upon where you are with your gut health. And we definitely, I know for myself too, I have irritable bowel syndrome. You know, that's something that I, I believe that you can be in remission with it and you can eat healthy around it but it's something typically that you deal with. You know, it's not, it's healable, but I don't believe that it's curable. And that's the difference around that because, you know, systematically I've healed a lot of my gut, but I know if I eat certain things, I could be dealing with something. Yeah, same thing with, with autoimmune disease. I always say, well, you trigger the gene, the gene's on. Right. We can put all the symptoms in remission. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And I love the idea, you know, the, the idea around epigenetics too. I think that's important too, that again, we have those cell receptors that sit on top of our cells, those receptors that sit on top of our cells, but we don't have to be a prisoner to them. You know, if you make good, healthy lifestyle choices, you're going to keep those genes from turning on and how important that is to live that life. I have someone that you need to get connected with. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. Excellent. Okay, great. So yeah, so it's, again, it's really important just in a woman's health. And we're talking specifically around hormones, but really this is the basic concept for, for a nutritional foundation, right? Yeah. For everyone. Now, as we age, we change, hormones change, right? You're someone that looks at a lot of lab values. You see influxes in values constantly, right? We're, and as we age, things change. Again, we're talking menopause for women, all of those pieces. Things don't you know, move as well. That's why it's so important that we're focusing more on what works for us around that healthy plate concept, what works for us to dial down our stress. And I think if anything, what I have personally found throughout this past year get living in this, you know, different world that we're living in right now is people are really starting to focus even more on how important some of those pieces are for them. They're dialing in, let's put it that way, where we used to, where I used to see a lot of clients that had like screams going on, this is happening. I'm in the throes of, you know, X, Y, Z. Now I'm getting a lot of clients that are saying, I've got this little thing going on. I don't exactly know what it is, but just, I feel off. They're listening to the whispers. And that's what I love to teach people. You can tune in and listen to those whispers before they become 
something like an autoimmune, something that has, you know, a massive trigger that you've got to work really hard at dialing back. And if you have the proper tools, nutritionally speaking, lifestyle speaking, you can start to dial into that. And that's something that I've walked my own journey through. So that's something that is very natural to teach. So I love it. I love that the fundamental five protein, fat, fiber, greens, and superfoods. Now, I'm, I wish I could go like watch some chef person that would teach me how to incorporate these things because I can cook, but I'm not very, what's the right word? Experimental with it. Mm. I have like yeah. my favorite 15 meals that I cook and we live off right. of the 15 meals. But it's, so as far as t- tossing in superfoods and trying this and I just not good Okay, so I want to, I'm so glad you brought that up. I want to give you some tips, not just for you, but anybody else that's like that, right? Okay. Because we tend, we tend to become creatures of habit, yeah. right? We, we find our, our, our thing and we kind of go full bore into that because it's comfortable. We know how to do it. All of those pieces were, we're in our quick. Zone. It's easy. Yeah. Right. It's quick. It's easy. But here's the thing. We get in our heads that it's quick and easy, but we can very easily swap out some different things, try some different things that we haven't tried. For example, I was just having this conversation two days ago with a client. I said to her, you know, why don't you try some Jerusalem artichokes? She goes, oh, I don't, what is that? I said, oh my gosh, they're so high in prebiotic fiber. They're so easy to, to just roast and to, or to saute, but I really love them roasted. You just put a little, drizzle a little avocado oil on them. You can put them with other, they're a root so they take a little longer to roast, but you can put some other roots on there, right? Rooted vegetables on, on that tray and just stick it in the oven, roast it up. And they're so good for you. They're full of this prebiotic and soluble fiber that we really need. Our gut needs that will feed a lot of those good gut microbes. You want to focus on your good army. And she's like, all right, I'll try it. She called me yesterday and she was like, I love Jerusalem Jerusalem artichokes. They're so easy to incorporate. I had no idea they were, I didn't even know they existed. I had gone by them like a million yeah, I don't, times. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> See? Yes. And, and they're so, that's why I, lo- I love what I do. I get super fired up about this because it's just one little tweak and all of a sudden your, your world has been opened up to a, a new food source. So I encourage people, try one new thing a week. Just one, okay. something that is is simple that you you've been passing in uh, in the vegetable aisle, not in the middle of the store aisles. Stay away from those. But in the end caps, right on the um, on the ends of the store, the vegetable area, definitely. And here's another thing that I love to give for a tip: in season, you definitely if you have or live around a farmer's market. I know for a lot of people in the middle of the throes of winter right now, it's harder to get access, but soon enough farm stands will be opening or maybe you have a hydroponic farmer that you know does indoor farming. You can jump on localharvest.org to find out where there's one around you. You can also find a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, around you that will give you fresh boxes delivered to your door, delivered somewhere close to you that you can pick up that are all produce that are in season. That's a great way to vary up what you are utilizing on your plate. And it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, 
let's be honest, you can YouTube anything these days, right? Mm-hmm. YouTube anything, Google anything, and it'll tell you exactly how to incorporate it. Or you can send me a t- you can send me a message, Jane. What do I do with this? I'm happy to help you with you, help you there. But that is the easiest way, and then you're getting more variety. The other piece that I love to talk about is color, right? Again, when we have that habitual, this is what I eat pattern, we tend to stick with the same colors. And we need to make sure that we're getting a variety of colors on our plate because that is helping with all those important micronutrients, right? There's so many varieties of them and those phytochemicals, which are the, think the color of the rainbow. So if you want to think that way too, how can I add color, new color to my plate this week? What does that look like, right? Is it peppers? And we know there's different colors of peppers if peppers work for you. Or it doesn't have to be raw. You can saute them. That's fine. You can roast them lightly. That's fine too, right? If it's different kinds of greens, how about Swiss chard? How pretty is Swiss chard, especially the rainbow Swiss chard? So beautiful, right? All of those pieces. Again, something like Jerusalem artichokes, beets, different colored beets have different types of micronutrients if that works for you, right? So you have a lot of options. Here's another thing that I love to add. I love fresh herbs. You can always get fresh herbs. Think cilantro and mint. Cilantro and mint. Have you ever paired cilantro and mint together, Kylie? No, but I love cilantro. It's like my favorite herb ever. I will put cilantro on anything and it tastes better with cilantro. Super tip for all of you right now. Take some fresh cilantro, some fresh mint, pair it together, put it on your cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or even better, cauliflower. Oh my gosh. So you're going to roast up your cauliflower, right? Add some spices. Remember we talked about how important spices are. Things like sea salt, pepper, Himalayan sea salt for the minerals, fresh ground pepper, put a little avocado oil on there. Oh, I feel like we should be doing this in the kitchen, Kylie. I know. I was like, we, we need, need to a, have a kitchen episode. We need a kitchen. I know. Why aren't we doing that? We should have planned this better. We should do so that I, in in, the, in my membership. We should have you as an expert session where you come in it. and we do an expert session in, uh, with the chef in the kitchen. Because I'm just thinking too, I'm like, man, I just need some chef to come whip all this up for me. I would eat it if someone would cook uh, it for me. My well, the cooking factor. I love it so much. I'm definitely not a chef. FYI, but I am a healthy foodie. I love food and I love to cook simply. So that's why all of like my fundamental five, it's the, it is such a simple way of eating, but it's such a close to whole food, whole as whole as nature is, has intended for our food to be. That's what that plate is. And it's truly helped me, somebody who used to be a junk food, like queen, I mean, I used to live on all the crap, the Coca-Cola, the ding-dongs. I mean, you name it, I had it. That was one of my my biggest issues. And that's that correlation between my painful cycles and my gut. And I'll tell you what, during those painful cycles, my irritable bowel was out of control. It was even worse. Mm -hmm. Horrible, horrible. So I, I understand that. And, you know, I sympathize with all of those that are dealing with that every single month. But I can, I promise you, you know, getting consistent around your nutrition, making healthy changes helps. And I recognize, again, that we all need something different, a bit different, but that foundational structure starting there and then building 
what is actually on your plate, what works for you in the way of the type of protein. You know, not all vegetables even work for people, but the more fiber, cruciferous vegetables you can get in, the more color you can get in. Lower glycemic berries are amazing, especially for women with PCOS and endometriosis. Again, we, we are lacking those. Magnesium, potassium, mm-hmm. magnesium in women. I'm sure you see it all the time in lab values. We're always low on magnesium. Vitamin D, let's talk about that. I actually live in I, Florida. I preach vitamin D. I preach vitamin D a lot. You preach. So <laughs> I, I live in Florida. Uh-huh. And actually, I'm facing a window right now, just hoping that maybe I can get some, some exposure that way. But I make it a point to go out in the morning when it's not as hot. But I'll tell you what. People who live in sunny states have some of the lowest vitamin D levels, Correct. right? So they're always like, "How I'm living in the Caribbean? I live in Florida. I live in Georgia. I'm outside all the time." One, right. the sun has to go through a bunch of crap to get to your skin, and two, your skin doesn't, your our body doesn't utilize it like it used to. That's so very true, too. You know, everybody, everyone's body synthesizes it differently. Some of us are good at synthesizing that hormone. Others of us don't synthesize it as well. So yeah, that's really important to talk about too. And you know, what foods are you eating with vitamin D in it, right? We have so few foods on the vegetable spectrum that have vitamin D, but if you can get some of those wild mushrooms because they synthesize D just like humans do, if you can get Hmm. those into your diet, that's really important too. So think about that too, commercially grown versus wild mushrooms. And again, depending upon where you live, there's, there's mycologists in your area that do that. And actually we're very fortunate. I've got a mycologist who doesn't live far from me who grows, you know, wild mushrooms. So we have access to that, but you can get them. That's important too. And again, you know, the egg yolks, if you, you know, vegetarian, or if you're an animal protein person, that's important. Or, you know, sometimes you need to supplement and that's important too. And you need to recognize that depending upon what your, what your number is, what your value is. Mm -hmm. So, but magnesium is another piece too. And magnesium is like the partner, like the twin to vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Take magnesium, yeah. vitamin D together. It will help you absorb both of them. And K2. I like K. Yeah. Yeah. K for sure I, with vitamin D. Yeah. That's really important that you're pairing it with that as well. All right. Well, I love that you taught us how to put a healthy plate together, whether we have hormone chaos or we don't, or we're entering menopause or wherever, wherever we are, we just want to feel better, help our kids feel better, help the family feel better, help ourselves feel better. That's a pretty simple way to do it. And we're going to have to get you on for a chef moment here. I would love it. I love it, love it, love it. I love to uh, do demos in my kitchen. And you know what? It's funny. Somebody said to me a couple of days ago that um, I should do a series in my kitchen, do a live series on Instagram in my kitchen and just invite different people and, and we'll do different, you know, via virtual, but we can do different types of fundamental five meals and stuff like that. So you, I'm hearing it again from you that maybe that's something that- Yeah, um, you should do it for sure. Doing that that would be fun. And I'll bring, you, I'll bring you on. <laughs> it will teach people like me. And I know the listeners are like, I'm a busy mom. How do I figure out how to make a fundamental five plate in 20 minutes? And I'll tell you what, meal prep is another thing. I am all about eating once and eating several times. And you can do that with smoothies. You can do that with just roasting a bunch of stuff, with cooking up a couple of proteins that will last for the week. Amen to busy moms. I have, you know, I have a daughter too. And 
we're in 50 different directions at any given point during the week. And my gosh, for, for those that have more than one child, wow, it's if just you, it's If you could do a meal plan type segment, mm-hmm. tell me I what sure you're can. doing it because I can blast it off. It will, be, it will be huge. I'm a meal prepper too. I love to spend my Saturdays and Sundays meal prepping so I can cook food for the rest of the week. And I will tell you, yes. the weeks I do that, the weeks go so much better. Whereas right now I don't have any food cooked in the fridge. And it's like, I don't, one, either I don't eat or two, I'm eating junk. Just it's not cooked, right? That's not good. No, no. And here's another thing. Right now. Right. And the other piece is to make sure that you've got healthy options, snacks on hand too. I mean, I can take, because I've got, you know. So give me some ideas. Just, I have my go-tos, but good new ideas are always a good thing. Right. Okay. So here's a couple of things on hand to have that you can create easy meal out of. I love, if you're an olive person, I love olives. They're full of healthy fats. You can buy them in individualized servings. If you Have you ever heard of Thrive Market? Uh-huh. I love Thrive Market. It's like my, one of my favorite markets online. I like their pricing, their organic options, and they've got the best individual um, olive packets. So I can take an olive packet. I can do, if I have leftover protein in the fridge, Even if I have nitrate-free deli meat, you can go to a supermarket and you can, this is again for my animal protein people, I'll give a vegetarian protein option too. But you can, you know, at the deli, they even cook up, roast up their own deli meat now. So Mm. you can do something like that. Just make sure it's nitrate-free. Take a couple of slices of that. So you've got your protein, you've got your olives, right, for the healthy fats. You can add, you, you can create little lettuce wraps. If you've got some lettuce going on, I talk all the time about how I love all my little kitchen tools. My very favorite one is a salad spinner. I'll put my, wash my, super easy, wash my lettuce, put it right into the salad spinner. It stays crisp all week. There's nothing better than cold, crisp lettuce. What is and a so, salad spinner? Oh, Kylie, I'm going to open up I'm telling world. you. you need to, you need to, wow. Just go I'll, walk into your kitchen and show me like, oh, this is what I'll you did. I'm going to send you some links for your community too. You can post them in the comments, but I put them on uh, my Amazon page. So a salad spinner, basically you put everything. It's got a little insert, a hold insert that you just put your lettuce in. You can wash it right in the insert. You stick it right back into this container. You put the top on. You do a couple of pumps, which spins it, right? So you're actually rinsing it. You dump the water out, you put it right in your fridge, and then it's all ready to go. You don't have to worry about cleaning it because it's all cleaned. It's ready to go. It keeps it crisp. It lasts for seven, eight days or even more, depending upon the kind of lettuce that you have in there. You know, if it's a hearty lettuce, Uh I love it. And I use it not just the crisper. I actually have different kinds of containers, too, that help with things like microgreens. Oh, I can't talk. We haven't even talked about microgreens. Microgreens, um, all of my vegetables, they stay cold, crisp, and I can wash them and keep them in there. So all I need to do is pull it out. And you're much more likely to use this stuff if it's cleaned. Like your brain goes, okay, this is simple, right? It's Mm -hmm. cleaned. It's ready to go. All I have to do is stick it in a bowl, chop it quickly and stick it in a bowl. So think of think in terms of what will make my life easier so that I'll actually utilize it. Another yes. great another great tip around that is to make things you can keep on the counter 
within your eyesight, eyesight. do that. Vegetables, fruit, anything that you can keep on the counter. So you will be more inclined to reach for something that's within your eyesight and you can wash it before you put it there. So it's ready to go. So that's another quick tip for utilizing things. But, you know, that's an easy meal. A frozen smoothie is another one. You can actually meal prep your smoothies. You're running. You've got a podcast in 10 minutes and you haven't eaten anything. You're starved. You're hangry, right? All of a sudden you're starting to get those cravings. You know you need to eat, my friend. So what do you do? You reach in the in the freezer where you've meal prepped your fundamental five smoothie. You pull it out. You just add it to your blender with some liquid, right? And then you just blend it up. You've got a full meal, 20 ounce, 25 ounces of smoothie right there. You're good. You're ready to go. So now you've just uncomplicated, right? Uncomplicated uh-huh. how you're going to eat. And it should be that simple. Yes. Does it take a little bit of work? Yes. But you can make it really easy by just making sure you have a few staples that are in your pantry, in your refrigerator, ready to go. Did that help or did I just overwhelm you? <laughs> no, it was good. It's just like, I just, you just have to buckle down and do it. You just have to say to yourself, okay, Saturday morning from nine to noon, I'm going to spend the time cooking and, pre- and preparing. So come Monday through Friday, when my life is hectic, I have all that food there. It's literally just prioritizing it. Mm-hmm doing it and then it's done. I just haven't I'm glad, prioritized. I'm glad you said that too. I find that if something feels enjoyable, I'm going to do it. If it feels like it's hard, I will try it, but if it doesn't stick, I'll drop it, right? This is how we all are. That's that's the idea of habits. My question to you, and this is something that everybody needs to ask themselves who doesn't like to cook and doesn't like to meal prep, if it feels, I just have to buckle down and do it. You know, you never want to have that feeling. What would be enjoyable to you? Would it be enjoyable to go to a farmer's market and buy produce that sounds new and exciting rather than your same old thing? Or to make a date with yourself on a Saturday or a Sunday, if that works for you, or even the middle of the week, whatever your schedule allows, to go to the grocery store with a list in hand so you feel prepared and pick out your own stuff. I mean, now, again, we live in a society where we Instacart things and we, you know, we- Ordering ordering our groceries on with the phone in our hand. Right. But when we make a commitment in the way of a CSA, in the way of going to the farmer's market on a weekend and walking around and selecting our food, we are more inclined to feel like we want to try something new versus going, here we go again. I'm still on the cycle of, you know, ordering my groceries and now I've got to cook. It's just, I, I mean, that does not sound very exciting. So my my piece to you is we got to switch it up a little bit. What would seem like just a little inkling of something a little bit different that would be feel a little different and exciting for you to try while keeping it simple? I mean, it's really easy to just cut up a bunch of stuff, roast it real fast. You can even get two big trays, put your baking paper on there, roast a bunch of different stuff, right? Not the same old, same old, not just broccoli, you know, maybe it's broccoli, it's cauliflower, it's sweet potatoes. I actually it's, loved sugar snap peas. Those are like one of my sugar favorite snap things. Peas. I love those sauteed or blanched or, you know, and yes, those are so good for you. There's, especially when they're in season. Um, but yes, 
green beans, whatever it is, maybe throw a little almonds in there, make a green bean almondine and just toss it up, add some fresh herbs on top, change your spices, put some cumin on your cruciferous vegetables, on your cauliflower, it's so good, some turmeric and some pepper. So you're activating the curcumin in there, all of those pieces, right? Shouldn't be hard. It's a little shake of this, a little shake of that, a drizzle of that, and you're sticking it all into- You're you're making me want to go, I've- I never had street tacos until like the last six months. Now it's like my favorite meal and I want to have it all the time because you can make so many different things with street tacos. You sure can. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now I'm like, I'm going to go get my meat out of the freezer because I have meal, I have meat prepped for it. I just got to get it out and I thaw it. So then it's ready to go for dinner. And don't forget about the power of your slow cooker. (laughs) I love a good, I love slow slow cookers. Instapots, love them. Where you can just stick stuff in, set it and forget it. You come home, you come back after, you know, whatever it is, working in a different location in your house and dinner is almost done and you had to do nothing, right? So also a great way for me, when I cook, when I use my Instapot or my Crock-Pot, either one, I make enough to have the leftovers, to have the meals already prepped. So I've cooked... I threw everything in for five minutes. I cooked for five minutes after when it got done. Now I've got five meals left over Mm -hmm. on top of that. So nice. That's great. And for animal protein fans out there, I love Primal Kitchen sauces because they're very, very minimal ingredients. They're marinades. Is that a brand? Yes. Primal Kitchen is a brand. You can get it on Thrive. You can get it at places like Whole Foods or your, you know, local grocery store, many of them sell it. I like the brand because, you know, while it is, you know, somewhat processed, it's very minimal and they have a lot of whole ingredients. What I will do literally, this is how simple this is. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll make shredder chicken, I call it, where you just, you know, put it in the crock pot, you put a bunch of spices on it, a little bit of avocado oil or ghee, and then you just set it and forget it. You can even do some um, vegetable broth or chicken broth with Uh it. But you can also just pour one of those marinades and they've got a gazillion different kinds over the top of it, set it and forget it. Again, four hours later, you shred your chicken. You can make street tacos. You can make lettuce Lettuce wraps. wraps. Yeah. You can do, you know, an Asian flavor. You can do a Mediterranean flavor. You can do, I mean, there's so many barbecue, whatever it is, try a bunch of different ones, but then you're switching it up too. And uh, better for you, better for you options too that are on the faster side. Yeah, right? I like that. I'm a big fan of that. And I know many other mamas are as well. Um, so I know you got to run here. Any last motivation pieces, I should say, not tips of advice. Let's let's motivate us mamas to make a little bit more effort in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I mean, the motivation is to switch it up. Just like you said, I think you said it perfectly that so, I mean, we're all kind of in that piece is that we have our daily, weekly routine. So, okay, this is the motivation piece. I'm really glad I said that. We tend to associate a routine with something that we do every single day, right? We get stuck in our routine, rut, routine, all of that kind of goes into play. What if we looked at it a little bit differently. This is the mind shift trick. What if we looked at it as a ritual, something that feels good that we get to do versus something that we have to do every single day? 
So I want you to think about what is a feel-good ritual that belongs to you. Pick one thing this week, just one thing. Let's not overcomplicate it. So one thing that would feel really good to you to incorporate. If it is trying a new kind of food, if it is making an exercise date with yourself weekly, if it is trying a new breathing exercise, maybe it's journaling in the morning, whatever it is, but let's start to unlayer a little bit because once you create that shift, that mindset mindset shift around routine versus ritual that feels good, that's something that belongs to us that we get to do, you create a window that's slightly open. And once that window is open, you can start to, and you create consistency around that one thing that feels good for you, you'll open that window a little bit more and you'll start to think, okay, I like this. This feels good. It feels like healthy abundance to me. It feels like something that I own. I'm a busy woman. I'm a busy mom. I'm you know, a caretaker, whatever it is. Then you will start to open that window even more and you'll say, okay, well, now what else can I add? Oh, I, you know, it'd be really good if I added a little more vegetables into my daily diet. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that this week. I'm gonna add in another new food group that I haven't tried. You know what? I've been wanting to go to try that spin class, that yoga class, that Pilates class, that online class, whatever it is. I'm gonna do that this week. Again, you're opening that window. So that is where it happens. It happens in the action, and it happens in the words that we use for ourselves. When it cre- when it's a routine, it becomes old and stale. And I've been here before. When it is a ritual, when we create something that feels good, that belongs to us, we create that mind shift and we start to enjoy it. And then we want to do more, right? It's that feel good piece. I need to talk so, to you every day because now you're like making me want to feel more. I'm like, I want to go. It's It's noon right now. I hardly ate breakfast and I'm thinking, I don't, there's nothing for me to cook, but then, or to eat. But then I'm thinking I have all this food prepped in the freezer. I should just go grab it. And then if it's something I want to eat, I'm more willing to put forth the effort and to do it. Like I want to eat street tacos right now. So I'm going to go put forth the effort to do it. Whereas if it's nothing I don't want to eat, I'll just skip lunch. I'll figure something out for dinner. And you know what? That's a problem, especially if you're like, let's just talk about blood, your blood sugar, because if you're not eating a healthy breakfast and then you're skipping lunch, you're just setting yourself up. I harp on it all the time. Like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And usually I cook like a good breakfast for me and my, my toddler and my husband. I have a a nine month old baby too, but this morning we didn't do that. This morning it was, okay, here's your squeezable and here's my cereal. And now it's noon and I'm starving because I hardly ate anything for breakfast. Whereas if I have my normal bacon, eggs and and hash browns and and all the good stuff that I usually have, I'm good till, you know, noon or one. And it's that that's the same concept. If you have that hearty meal, the hearty food that that gives you the feeling of satiety and balances out your blood sugar, then it's like, okay, I'm I don't need to go grab the snack. I can wait till my lunch and I'm going to have another solid lunch because that's going to get me to dinner. I don't know how people intermittent fast. It's It would not work for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of it myself, but... No. Yeah, I think it's great for some people and other people, it's just not. Just like everything else in life, right? Yeah. And I think that we've got to look at, you know, our lifestyle. We have to look at 
the pieces that are interwoven within our lifestyle. That's functional medicine, right? We look at the root cause. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the, the five R's all day long, but we, it's important to focus on that and then to design again, that plate, that lifestyle around what works best for us. But the fundamentals are always there. And I think that we just get caught up in, and I know it's it, it's a very confusing because we get a lot of mixed messages from a lot of different directions, from news feeds, from Instagram, from social media, from television, from the you know, just everywhere, from experts who are saying, do it this way. And then, no, there's a clinical study that says, do it that way. And Let's get down to basics. And if we can get those basics down, right? If we can treat our bodies just empowering ourselves with those beautiful basics, we're going to do well. You're going to do well. Trust me. It's just creating that consistency, putting in those basics. And for you, a busy mom, a boss babe, somebody who just does a lot of different things, having that in place is utmost important to you. And you don't want to have to deal with those that inflammatory response, with those that blood sugar roller coaster. It's just going to lead you down a path you don't want to go. Right now, you're doing okay, right? But I'm telling you, you don't want to set yourself up for anything in the future. And as we age, as we get older, and I'm guessing you're you know you're a bit younger than me, but I am learning. I'm Thirty-one. <laughs> Thirty-one. Okay. So I have learned in my years that. I may get away with it. I had gotten away with it for a little bit of time, but I ended up catching up with me. And it's a you don't want to be there, right? You don't want to be there. So what can you do? And if you are there, that's it happens. And you know, you can dial it back. You can make changes. That's the amazing part about it. And your body is so responsive. You can detox your body's constantly detoxing for you, right? All of these amazing things. But we do need to help it. We need to, we need all of those pieces. We need to feed it properly and nurture it properly every single day. All right. I do got to go. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Jane. You shared a million things when you're ready to do that chef video. I will. Yes. Do and it. definitely, if anything, follow me. I'm at uh, Jane Williams Wellness on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Um, sign up for my newsletter because I share all kinds of tips and new recipes and Um, I actually send out on every week, I send out a newsletter with just the latest and greatest blog. And I also send out just for my community, a piece called Food for Thought, where I share like a little insider piece around food, around lifestyle. This week, actually, it's if you jump on and sign up today or tomorrow on Friday morning, I have one going out, hemp seed versus hemp heart. So what's the difference? How do you utilize them? What's your website? janewilliamswellness.com or janewilliams.com. Either will get you there and you can sign up. I've got all kinds of freebies on there. Sign up to be part of my community and you'll automatically get my emails every single week. And you'll also find out what I'm up to and where I'll be live, you know, all of my videos and all that stuff. Awesome. You are a TV rock star too. So go rock your day. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Bye everybody. Now, if you're like me, while I was listening and doing the interview for this podcast episode, there's a little bit of guilt hanging out for not eating as well as I know I should have been the last couple days. That guilt is a good thing. Let it be your motivation to making the next meal better. Now, here's what I did. I'm all about making sure things are convenient. 
I need healthy food fast. So when I went to the grocery store that night, I restocked on my vegetables, but I got as many things that were already pre-cut as possible. Bags of lettuce, bags of stir-fry vegetables, um, whatever was, like I said, pre-cut. And I stocked up. Then that weekend, I meal prepped. I cooked as much many meals as possible, put some in the fridge, put some in the freezer. Meal prep is like my jam. If I have food cooked, I know I'm gonna eat healthy throughout the week. So just whatever that next step is for you, take it. Whether you're eating good the last week, make a few better choices. Make things simple. Don't get overwhelmed and don't expect to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't expect you to be perfect. Let's just all be a little bit better in how healthy each meal is. The next step would be to take it to the next level. Come join us on one of the 21 day boot camps starting April 5th. Permission to heal PCOS, endometriosis, thyroid, chronic fatigue, anxiety, and depression. Choose the boot camp that's right for you. Come join us April 5th. How can your life change in just 21 days? If you're ready to take that dive into the lake like I did with functional medicine, come join us inside the membership and start healing beyond the diagnosis. Right now during the month of March, it's 99 bucks a month still because I've had people begging for me to keep it at that price, but it's not going to last. Get in before March is over. Healing beyond the diagnosis and come start. Join us. So you got two options, 21 days starting April 5th, or let's tackle deep down underlying chaos inside your body. So this summer will be a much different summer than last. See you soon.